You're listening to the Elected Story Podcast, Season 5, Episode 40, The First Mistake in Winging Retirement. Today's story brought to you by Selby Studios, graphic imaging for family, home, and business. Now, here's America's storyteller, Jeff Gould. Thank you, Meredith. Before I talk about the third of your life that has to do with work, let me talk about a different third, sleep. We're watching a granddaughter this week. She plays hard all day long, and at the end of the day, she gets a bath, jammies, and two stories. Libby will say, are you ready for bed? And that little kid trots eagerly off to the bedroom. Why? (laughs) Because she understands sleep. Sleep's job is to process the last 18 hours of your life so that by the time you wake up, you will be rosy-cheeked, refreshed, and ready to go. Comfort King Mattresses, purveyor of blissful, helpful, cleansing sleep, the elixir of life. Comfort King, the quality, the service, the sleep, second to none. Go to Comfort King and comfortking.net. When we teach our Significance Masterclass, we use a little diagram of a man in a canoe. Canoeing on a river is both fun and dangerous, especially if you don't know where the canoe is going. Shooting down rapids that suddenly appear is no fun and sometimes deadly, and yet here we are, paddling away with no thought of what lies ahead in our own life, which is retirement and the three big rocks that are smack in the middle of those rapids. Seems like many of us, when talking about retirement, says, eh, I'll wing it. Here's the reasoning. 85% of workers, they say, are apparently unhappy at work. So we think that not working will automatically make us happy. I'll wing it. It'll be fine. But it simply doesn't work that way. Replacing the one-third of your life that is work with something meaningful and worthwhile is a lot harder than you think it would be, and you simply cannot wing it and shoot the rapids. There are three big rocks you must navigate when you leave the workforce. The money, the people, and the purpose. The first and the focus of this podcast is money. As people, we are referred to as consumers— As people, we are measured by the incomes we earn, the savings we have accumulated, and the possessions we have. The second you move into retirement, you stop piling up money and then start spending that money. And the sad part is that we literally take this to heart. We literally calculate how much less of a person we are each year because of our accumulation of money and how it dwindles. We get grumpy at the cost of inflation, how bad the service gets for what we pay for it, or how poorly the investment performs. Even if we accumulate vast amounts of money, it still affects our outlook. Why? Because now we see people don't value us for who we are. They just see us for money. And that makes us feel bitter. From now on, as you prepare for retirement, I want you to stop thinking of money and start thinking of compensation. There are six kinds of compensation. One is monetary compensation. One is social compensation. 
One is task compensation. One is creative compensation. One is spiritual compensation. And one is experiential compensation. For example, a friend of mine took nine years to build a full-size wooden car. He takes it to car shows. He earns no money at any of these car shows, so how is he compensated? Well, for nine years, he got creative compensation by building that car with his own two hands. Then he got task compensation. The feeling you get when you complete a task, whether that's mowing the lawn or climbing a mountain or doing the laundry. In his case, building a car out of wood. The bigger the task, the greater the feeling of task compensation. The other form of compensation he gets is social compensation. He gets lots of trophies and comments and looks at people who want to get their picture taken with him and his wooden car. And he gets experiential compensation as well. He's the kind of guy who likes to drive to small towns and sit around at the car expos and watch the people go by. Here is the question. Is he getting better compensation now in retirement than he was when he was working construction? Another friend of mine retired, needed something to do, so he bought an RV and is seeing the world. So he is getting experiential compensation, driving to various parks to see different sites, and he's getting some social compensation as he and his wife follow along with a group of nomadic RVers. So which person do you think has the greater compensation package? How long will the compensation last? In other words, will one of them eventually or both of them eventually get bored and tired of this compensation package? If you only got paid with experiential compensation, you know, vacation and traveling, would you get paid enough? Everybody's different. But for you, if the answer is no, that is why you are so worried about retirement. Hmm. There's a couple of strategies. You could spend hundreds of thousands of dollars and buy something and just wing it. Or you could take a $1,500 class, look at a map, and then strategically avoid the rocks. Hmm. Well, that's something to think about. I'll tackle the second rock facing you on our next week. Well, that's the story. The class I'm talking about is my Significance Master Class. It's a 12-week class, a blend of personal coaching, group interaction, story-led lessons, thoughtful, detailed, powerful, significant, definite happiness in the next 20 years, and a lot less expensive than a vacation home or an RV. Reach out to me at LinkedIn or through my website, ilikethatstory.net, ilikethatstory.net. Until that time, I'm Jeff Gould. God bless. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.